Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the post NXT 2.0 after party deal that we do uh, for, you know, two hours ish every Tuesday. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. Um With me, as always, is Miss Kate Elizabeth. Kate, uh, um, why, why, why would you have a, a, a tag team tournament where the winners of that tournament uh, don't want the tag belts. I just think, you know, sometimes in life, when you think you want something and you get there, you realize that isn't what you actually want. I don't know. This makes no sense. Oh, my goodness. Alex, I don't know. No, that's a wonderful life lesson, you know, because <laughs> sometimes we don't actually know what we want. We think we know. But we don't. When presented with the options at the end, you know, I thought I wanted the cheesecake, but actually, you know, that 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 lava, the chocolate lava cake is calling to me from over there. I think I might want to change my order. And sometimes that's what Kaylee Ray did. She got to the dessert course and she wanted to change her order. And more power to her. Actually, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's Linda thinks it's, really it's fine, dumb. but I think it's stupid. Um, everybody... But even Linda knows that with that wisdom. Like there's context and a time and a place. And this isn't it. Yeah. This wasn't it tonight. But guys, even though we're giving a giant thumbs down to the ending of this show, leave a thumbs up on this video. What'd you get your super chats at? And Humper Chats in at humperchats.com. They work the same as super chats, but we get to keep a little bit more of the pie and be nice to our mods today, would ya? Goodness. There, yeah, I did like a mini hosting thing just for you because the <laughs> ending was so bad. Yeah. I was like, he's not going to remember to tell people to leave a no. thumbs up because we're like, boo, I boo. Was, I was gonna, I was gonna, but you did it better. <laughs> you did it better than me. Um, Segways are my gift. <laughs> we stand, stand and deliver. Um, Sit and take a nap. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, NXT S and D um, is um, is uh, is is a week from Saturday. Sure is. They're they're filling out the card with stuff. They sure are. So that's NXT that's management's good. a thing. Did you know that they they mentioned NXT management? I would like to see them in the flesh. You, you know what? You show me the NXT management that thought that the thing that happened at the end of tonight show was A-OK. I would like to see that person if such a person exists. He's going to be, it'll be like Billy Royal <laughs> instead of William Regal. Listen. That's who we're going to get. Um, hey, before we even dive in, should we talk about the tweet that I sent out? Because now it's just funny. <laughs> yes. So... Because we are sour graphs, I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do something nice. I'm mm -hmm. going to put something positive out into the world and ask people what they yep. like about NXT 2.0. Here's what I learned. A lot of people are very nice to us. Mm -hmm. And I know we had some people that didn't watch the show, but watched our post show. There's a lot of people that don't watch NXT that watch our post show. I know. It's which is cool. what I learned. And that's so sweet. And we appreciate it. Additionally, people like Braun Breaker. They like Carmelo. They like Diamond Mine and Malcolm Bivens a lot. Uh, 
nobody cares about Grayson Waller. One person. One person said Grayson Waller. And Von Wagner was not mentioned as good or bad in any of this. And I feel like he was being positioned to be a star, but maybe they realized not so much. Um, but here's the interesting point. And there were others. Tony D'Angelo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people like Wendy Chu because she's fun. But like the ones that were consistently mentioned, which mm-hmm. were Braun Breaker, Carmelo, and Diamond Mine, were all logically built up. And they're the only things that were logically built up. If you look at the build, they were all presented yeah. as forces to be reckoned with. Like, so that tells you a lot, I think. Obviously, I think a lot of it has to do with their skill as performers. But, like, there is a common thread there. And it's that they were all made to feel important by wins and losses for a really long time. And now we've lost our way with even that booking for these top people entirely, I feel like. Yep. And uh, that makes me that makes me sad. Yeah, NXT <laughs> NXT used to, used to always be able to go. That person's important, and I know he's important because when he's on TV, he wins matches. Also, they built a storyline around that guy that is propelling him upward up the card, as opposed to hey, this guy does stuff occasionally. Maybe he'll take two or three losses in a row, but then he'll get a title match. And like, I don't. No, that's that's what happens on Raw and SmackDown. Those shows suck. Don't do that with NXT. But now you know it's basically it's Rainbow Raw, is is the is the best you can say about it. Is it's rain it's Rainbow Raw. Take a look, it's in a book. Rainbow Raw. Switch. It should be Raw Rainbow, but either way. Yeah, no, it's fine. Butterflies Um, are in the sky, regardless. Rawing Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I'm gonna do more fun tweets like that because you guys yeah. are so nice to us and I like continuing our Kalex friendship with you off yeah. air during the week. So plus it's just fun to make Alex have to be positive about something. So yes. uh <laughs> I, I love that we got these right back to back. Michael Osper says Braun Breaker has a superstar narrative, Von Wagner, not so much. Jake Salazar says Braun Breaker controlling his narrative. Von Wagner, not so much. Um, so those were d- directly back to back, sent at the exact same time. Thanks, guys. Great That's minds amazing. think alike. Wolves never differ, as my dad says. But right. uh, hashtag no super kicks with either of them. Hashtag mm-hmm. no Canadian destroyers. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the problem for good old Vern Wagner is, as yeah. you would say. Well, he's he's uh, he's getting. He's getting pushed aside by uh, by old. Uh, we'll talk about this now, I guess, because we're talking about it. There was a backstage segment with him and um, and Robert Stone and some blonde who I had hey, never seen before. What do you have against blondes? I, I don't. I, that's the only. Are you saying we don't belong there? No, no, no. I'm just saying she she was she was a blonde woman. I believe. We don't know. I believe. I believe Bruce Pritchard would describe her as leggy. Um, and as there was a leggy blonde who walked up and said, um, Hey, Robert, uh, we didn't have time to, to discuss business last week. You have time right now. And he said, yes. And they walked away and left Vern Wagner sitting there by himself. So I guess he, he's already being like shunted to the side by his manager. Who's like, no, 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 no. Listen, I have incredible, um, uh, experience managing, uh, women, 
who uh, don't actually win matches. So uh, this is going to be perfect for me. Uh, this is it's this is Achilles' heel. It's it's Robert Stone's Achilles' heel. That that <laughs> that woman does not look like she wins matches. So Robert Stone, who is the manager, yeah. his Achilles' heel yeah. is being a bad manager, basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, but the, of of women. And the reason he's a bad manager is he seems to only hire people who can't win matches. So maybe it maybe it's his talent scouting that's really bad. But he all but he's got a he's got a soft spot. He's got a type. Let's just say he's got a type. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we can say that. I don't know what he sees in Von Wagner, so I don't understand. No, um, how his managerial streak is supposed to get any better but i just and i I also don't know what von wagner sees in robert stone because i have yet to see him provide any value to anybody really so i don't know i don't know Uh, (laughs) you think should have him manage somebody who wins matches that's that would be that would be that would be what i would do but then again i'm built different uh so but even like this robert stone brand thing like that just feels like Diet Titus O'Neil to me. Like, I don't... Why was he doing karaoke and now he's managing Von Wagner? I'm just so confused. I don't know. Uh, Bill says, isn't Leggy Blonde a song from Flight of the Concords? No. But Leggy Blonde, though, that is... Uh, that's a bar down the street from the Toxic Lounge. Uh, the Leggy Blonde. Um, <laughs> but it's out of business and the neon yeah. sign is like... <laughs> it, it says Eggy Blonde, so people think it's a <laughs> breakfast place. The the L went out on the neon sign, so it says Eggy Blonde. Oh, no. uh, times are tough for <laughs> the old Leggy Blonde. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but they make a great omelet over there at the Eggy Blonde. Um, JWR says, hey, Alex and Kate, you two are the best. I want to apologize to Linda for getting her name wrong Wednesday. Can't wait to hear about the show. It's fine. Listen, it's okay. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's okay difficult. with you. It's Linda difficult gets- to... It's difficult to 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 uh, you know. It's it's hard to tell us apart. Obviously, Linda, and then Sheila. Very easily, very easy to to. We're like twins, basically. Um, That's true. Um, and Mark Quill sends Kate's uh fun uh tape. Sorry, Kate's fun tweets are awesome. Thank Wrestling you. Twitter needs more positivity for sure. Those tweets help with that. It's true. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, but well, wrestling Twitter definitely needs more positivity. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling Twitter does. Why is um, it so hard for people not to be weird? Just don't yeah. be weird. JW Pringle, continuing our saga. Who has better bangs, Kate or Paul Elizabeth? Answer: the undefeated Paul Elizabeth. Where do you think Kate got them from? Forget about it. And then Paul Hensler says, Sir Pringle, alas, no bangs for Papa Elizabeth, but thanks for the vote. First of all, J.W. Pringle and I have heat now, so (laughs) get out of my family, first of all. Second of all, I got to see my dad this weekend. We had a little family get-together, and it was delightful. Oh, that's good. Um, Jake Salazar also says, will uh, Austin Gunn, and MJF's illegitimate son be joining us tonight. No, that's Jarrett Bailey. He's not here. <laughs> it's me. I like that he has a new gimmick because not Pac McAfee was getting a little old, but 
Yeah. Uh, should we talk about this show? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the people that tune into this also don't watch it. So, <laughs> I guess why not? But we should get it done before you know right. the, the two-hour before... mark is up. Um, <laughs> it just goes no. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of raw rainbow, um, uh, Javier Pringle says rainbow raw sounds like the gay version of the Teen Club Tingles. Rainbow raw. I don't know what the Teen Club Tingles are, but that sounds already very not straight. <laughs> no, remember the Tingles? That was the other. That was the other Teen Club from from his hometown. That was not named Toxic Toxic Lounge. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. There's a Tingles. lot to keep up with. <laughs> and Josh Weaver uh, says, "Raw Rainbow is that dirty? Uh, you know, it's it's a, we're talking about NXT 2.0, or is it it 2.0 Dl Divas or NX Temptation Island? Because that's basically what this is. Temptation Island is so stupid. Why did I watch it? It's amazing." <laughs> It's so dumb and great and stupid. They're like, to work on our relationship, we're going to go sleep with a bunch of other people on this island. It's so great. I want to know if he's the one. That's why I'm going to let these seven dudes raw dog me. Like, Oh, my like- God. And they're so desperate to get out of their relationships. They're like, I don't know. I met this guy by the pool and he had 24,000 abs and he liked cereal. And like, I love cereal. So maybe I, I'm meant to be with him. I also love cereal. So I think it's cosmic. So I think we're just yeah. meant to be. Um, my boyfriend Jeff doesn't like cereal. But you know what? If he did like cereal, Alex. If he did. If, if he, he did, did like cereal. He would probably be like, oh, I love my cereal, but I have this issue. And it's not a rela- relationship issue. No. It's an issue yeah. with the fact that it, there's just no protein and it's all carbohydrates. Well, yeah. my friends of Temptation Island and Fightful, I didn't want to plug something too easily, but sometimes a segue just falls into your lap and it's Simply magic. Cameo. What's up, you guys? It's Sean Ross Sapp. I'm not here physically on the show right now, but I still wanted to tell you about how I'm starting my day no matter where I am with delicious Magic Spoon cereal. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, it is the ultimate breakfast food. It's the ultimate snack food, and it's the ultimate food for me to take while I'm traveling. Quick, easy, all the flavors you love. Peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle, cocoa, fruity, frosted, all over the place. That cookies and cream and maple waffle are back permanently. And if you go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful, grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today. Use our promo code FIGHTFUL at checkout to save $5 off your order if you don't like it. They are so confident in their product. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund your money, no questions asked if you don't like it, but you will. It's perfect before, after workouts, as a snack. And my favorite thing about it is you get filled up with one serving. It's not running back and forth to the cupboard to get more Racking up those carbs, racking up those calories. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. Kate, I'm so tempted to do 
And if you want things falling into your lap like magic, <laughs> and then doing the next one, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. That's do not it. who we have tonight, anyway. I know. But I mean, I did that, so <laughs> I ran the wrong ad on our AEW post show. But <sighs> yeah, let's talk about the show or whatever. I guess. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The show, not Temptation Island, NXT tonight. All right, let's do it. Fine. Opening. Okay. Well, we got we got some things to, to talk about. <laughs> we, <laughs> we we got some some humper chats and super chats about Robert Stone and Von Wagner. Um. So um. Well, see, uh, Von Wagner is he? See, the problem with Von Wagner is that he is fighting other superstars. He should be fighting the true enemy himself <laughs> it's one of the rules uh it's called controlling your narrative it's not uh good. ricardo the bad guy says i loved it like i love car crashes that's yes well all all of all of nxt could be that if you like it that's why you like it there could be another one reason uh mark losper says robert stone my type is losers <laughs> true uh, Jake's, I'm not saying it's because of him that we haven't seen his value yet, by the way. But what no. I'm saying is we have not seen his value they have, yet. They have not put him in a position to show us his value. Um, Jake Salazar says, if Robert Stone loves losers, then he's going to be Veer Mahan coming when he sees main roster hurt business. That's not fair. That's not fair. I mean, it is, but it's it's not. It's not nice. It's not their fault they're booked so poorly. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got a, our opening bout was one of those qualifiers for uh for the old ladder match there at Stand and Deliver. It was Roddy Strong versus Solo Sokoa, Blonde Uso. Uh figured this was gonna go this way. Um uh um but it, the 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 way they put together this whole qualifying thing, or as M- Mello Mello shows up before the show and says, "Time for another mellifying match," and I was like, "Oh, uh, oh, uh, like oh, qual- like qualifying, but but mellow. Oh, so so mellifying. Okay. Um, Nick, now we're gonna see who's gonna qualify. No, no, no. You can't say it's a mellifying match, but then we're gonna see who's gonna qualify." If you're gonna make the, the substitution, you got to do it every time. So it's a mellifying match. Who's gonna qual? Who's gonna mellify? Um, also, instead of quality, it'll be it'll be melody. Anytime there's a qua, just put it with a mellow in there. I think we should just do that. This um, is very quickly turning into it being a narrative. <laughs> it's a narrative. I'm trying to control it. It's my it's my it's my fault for not controlling it. Alex, control it because it's between you and yourself. I I thought this was fine. Solo Sokoa yeah, won. this was good. What R- I Roddy, like... Roddy Strong is impo- it's impossible for him to have a bad match. He's a great professional wrestler. Yes, but it, it it is it does feel like he's kind of just become the guy who makes other dudes look good when they beat him. Guy on the roster, like he's he's Oni Lorkin. Is that basically what Roddy Strong's role is now? Like, which is too bad. But I but I but I I do I do think he's great, and it's one of those guys that like. I just wish that he maybe he'll be in line for another push at some point before his contract runs out. Who knows? 
Who knows is correct? I don't know what's happening on the show virtually ever, but I do know I like matches that have stakes and qualifiers are neat. And I appreciated that. I also appreciate that <clears throat> Solo Sokoa is kind of like, in addition to being a blonde Uso, uh, he's a little bit like of a, he's a lone wolf, but they don't tell you every 20 seconds that he's a lone wolf, mm -hmm. which is refreshing. Like he doesn't really have any friends down there. He's not trying to align himself with anybody. He's not interfering with people's matches. He's just kind of there to show up and kick ass. And he doesn't really trust anyone because they're all making out with each other and losing their minds. And I appreciate that about him. And I just appreciate that that's not like his gimmick or anything. Like, yeah, it's, it's just who he is. I don't know what his trajectory is. And I don't mean that in as bad of a way as I think I made it for a lot of people on NXT. I mean, they could call him up and add him to the bloodline tomorrow, or he could be here for another year and be a North American champion at some point and see where it goes. Like, yep. I feel like ring wise, he's ready. I think he knows who he is as a wrestler from a character perspective, but it's just a matter of what does that look like in WWE landscape for right now? I thought the match was a really solid opener predictable booking but a good match and i agree with you about roddy i don't know what's next for him like i he could be named i don't know diamond mcdougall on the main roster tomorrow or something like i have no idea what's gonna happen to him at all like <laughs> he could get called up and put in a ridiculous hat and that be his character or he could stay here and make other guys look good, kind of like Kushida's doing or did for A-Kid last week. So I, I don't know what's next for him, but it does seem like they unified the belts and then his push kind of, I don't want to say got halted, but uh, is a little more directionless than it was. But a, a really solid match. Like, you're not going to see yeah, those guys have no. a bad match. No, 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 no. And I, I think that this is a really great match for Solo Zakoa to have. He's been having really good matches with people who are veterans, uh, you don't get much more veteran than, than Roddy Strong at this point. Um, uh, this is this is fine. So I think Skull is the, the, the right guy to win it. Um, uh, so, good. Uh, Mark Losper says that uh, I assume that the winner of the North American title ladder match will trade in his title shot for a shot at the unified title on the Raw after Mania. Um, no, there's not a title shot at stake. You actually win the North American championship. That was the crucial problem with the Lady Dusty. Uh, the finals weren't actually for the tag belts. If they had done that, like they've done a couple of times before with the uh, with the men's uh, Dusty, then maybe well, if you worked. lose, it doesn't matter because you just get a title shot. That's so. also true. Um, uh, Tom Lavalley said it's not like Roddy Strong resigned to team with his wife and they fired his wife. Who apparently I think she won tonight on uh, on dark. So you know, uh, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. I hate to to be the bearer of bad news. I am afraid I have some bad news. That's exactly what happened. Oh no! Oh, Darn it! Shucks. Yeah. Um. Uh. The Nerguru says I need Roddy to leave so that we can do the full UE and AEW. So that when Kenny returns, he can reconcile with Hangman with the Bucks, and then the UE versus Elite uh, Blood and Guts. Wouldn't that be a great thing to happen in, in, an, in an alternate universe? That would be wonderful. It would um, be. And Tay Conti's there. And we all know she was a part of the Undisputed Era as well. So <laughs> She was for one glorious night. 
they recruited her to take out Nikki Cross and then never ever referenced it again. Uh the one the one time during that magical time of NXT they were very much like the main roster. What what are you talking about? That never happened. Pay no attention to the thing you saw with your own eyes. Um um, the the most beautiful person in the world as well. Right. Like this stunning woman was never there. So, um, Kate, I'm gonna need you to uh, to answer uh, oh, no? just a quick question. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm. Listen, it's. I understand that women's uh, friendships is is different uh, than than maybe men's friendships might be, depending on your friendship. Um, last week we saw Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell have a match over who was, I don't know, the better woman or whatever. The better and maker outer. The, well, no, but they had the match to see because they wanted to fight because they don't like each other. Right. And and then uh, Indy won, um, and then they to 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 prove who was the better maker outer, they both made out with with their with their respective uh, uh, partners. And apparently, according to WWE, that that video got six and a half million views on the TikTok, uh, which proves that everybody loves NXT Temptation Island. Um, NXT Temptation Island. NXT Temptation Island. NXT Temptation Island. Um, but this week, they're hanging out in the locker room. They're frenemies, right? That's what they're, we're getting to. They're their frenemies now. That's a thing. That I'm that I'm personally, uh, as a middle-aged male, I'm not really sure if I understand the real definition of that term. That, that term, but I, are they frenemies now? Because they were they were definitely sniping at each other, but like in a in a casually catty way, as opposed to like really not liking each other. I'm just kind of this whole storyline for these two women seems to kind of just be like there. Well, uh, nobody behaves like this, so... Oh, okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> so there's that. I don't think it's a frenemy. Paige and AJ were kind of frenemies more when they had their feud. These mm. two more outright hate each other. It's a little less, like, passive-aggressive. Passive um, but I don't know, because neither of them are fighting... They're not fighting over the same guy. They both have their respective guys, so this That's makes true. no sense to me, really. Like... Yeah. One of them is is married, so like, why does she care that her friend is dating someone that she used to date? Used to date, like I I don't know. It's just very, it's weird. <laughs> because really. I I know I know that you and I sometimes we have a bit of a falling out. Maybe maybe we were might might have been a little. Sometimes I drink a little too much wine. And then I might say something I regret. And then, but of always I'll say, listen, honey, I'm sorry. I should never have said the thing I said about the thing that I said it about. And then, you know, we make up and we're friends again. We have coffee. It's no big whoop. But I, but I think I understand uh, that, that it's not like that sometimes for other people. But anyway, um, uh, uh, they're, they're talking about who's got the hotter boyfriend or I guess in one case, husband. But Dexter has a match with the Tony D'Angelo, of course, who I love very much. He's a very you nice love boy. love the Tony D'Angelo. Oh, I love him like a son, of course. Not, you not, not, not in the way you're doing. I'm not, we're not gonna I don't know. I know this. you pinch his cheeks. I don't know what cheeks you're pinching. Let's not start. 
All right. Now we 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 are we're on good terms here. I'm very I'm 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 liable to get off to shut off this whole FaceTime dealy right here and just go away because I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, we know you're searching for husband number nine. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I'm I am old enough to be his great great grandmother. All right. Are you? Yes. Well, don't know. Today, today I am. I suppose. Okay. I'm done. Um, <laughs> uh, Dexter. Dexter and, and and Tony D have a have a match. And we broke Alex or we broke done. Linda. I don't, I don't know, know which one. We I don't broke. know. It's just it's it's just it's, it's such a weird deal. I love Tony D'Angelo. I'm glad he I'm glad he's having matches now again. He was off TV for too long. For my too blood. long. Uh, and he I, I like, always I li- be on my TV. I, I like his uh I like his matches. I like the way he's I like his style in the ring. Like he's he just he's he's a he's a he's a he's like half brawler half grappler. Like he just he just chucks dudes around when he gets a hold of them, but otherwise he just likes to kick him in the gut, and pound him over the back. Like it's that's that's fun. It's he's he's a fun he's a fun guy to watch be a heel because he's also always working the crowd and just the camera and everything. He's he's doing some really good stuff. Um, but uh, both Indy is out there rooting for Dex, and um, uh, she has invited Persia and Duke Hudson to come out and watch as well. Earlier in that before segment, Persia said that that how it's index is their little their little couple name for Indy and Dexter. Well, they're called Duja, and Duja sounds like a very fancy European feminine hygiene product. Uh, do you want to try the Duja? It would really, you know, it would make you so fragrant. Like, no, I don't, I don't want, no, I don't want to try the Duja. Thank you very much. It's a designer. Yeah, ladies, hydro yes. product. Um, well, the thing well, is, well, I ha- said they- that like they've never ever named anything in this company without That's googling true. it first, so That's I'm true. sure it wasn't because if they're you, if you put their names together, Persia and Duke, you have no choice to but to go by Duja because the other way it would be puke, so you can't do that. Yeah, and then you not only is it a bad name, but you run into trademark issues with puke, the yeah. technical wizard wrestler that uh, we yeah. all knew. So, um, so they're all out there watching. Um, and at one point, uh, Duke opens the buttons on his shirt and, and Vic Joseph says, what is Duke Hudson doing? And Wade Barrett goes, I don't know, but I don't have any objections. And I just, I just love that, that Wade Barrett in canon is gay for Duke Hudson. I don't know why, <laughs> but he totally is. Why and not? Like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, I mean, it's it's. He's also been straight in canon before, so we have questions. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, but uh, but he distracts uh, Dexter long enough for Tony D'Angelo to go over and try and get his his little crowbar, uh, but Indy grabs it, so she so you know so he can't have it, and then Persia grabs it from from Indy. And then Tony grabs it from Persia, who resists it being pulled into the ring, and lets go right as Dexter walks up from behind. So he clocks Dexter with the crowbar, and somehow the ref, like, ducks. So he doesn't get hit, but also doesn't see the crowbar hitting Dexter. But, like, why did you duck if you didn't know he had a crowbar? I actually actually thought that was well done, because it looked like he was just trying to... 
the way he turned around, it looked like his arm was just coming at the ref's head. And I was like, no, that's actually, I, th- I thought that was actually good because you would naturally duck out of the way if someone's sure. swinging back fist was that's coming true. at you. So just because he didn't see the crowbar, it's like you would still naturally move. So I actually kind of liked that spot. Uh, yeah. There was a horribly missed leg drop. Yes. <laughs> you caught yeah. that, but... Uh, Tony D was selling too much. He didn't realize he had to lay f- flat for, for that long. Yeah. He was rolling around <laughs> going, oh, ouch. Oh, whoops. I should have been laying flat. Um, Those kind of botches I find very fun. Yeah. Like, sincerely. Because, yeah, like, it was like, this shit oh, happens sometimes. This, like, who cares? This is, that, this is that one spot that you do, Dex, where you kip up and then immediately jump into a leg drop. And I didn't know you were doing that. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of new. Sorry. But uh, afterwards, um, Indy's uh, pissed at, at, at Persia. And um, then uh, Tony D'Angelo cuts a promo about, you know, how he's going to. Uh, uh, hey, Tommaso Ciampa, you thought I was coming over here. I was going to be uh, respectful. But you, you don't know what he and then uh, uh, Tommy Ciampa comes up from uh, Tommy Ciampa's music hits, and he enters from behind, and he hits him with the fairy tale ending, and then he cuts a little promo on uh, on his unconscious body. This is this is a match I'm really, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we, we know this is probably Tommy Ciampa's last match on the on the brand, so Tony D is going to go over. Uh, this is the kind of thing we're like, oh, so a young guy that I like is getting the rub. By sending a guy out of NXT, that's nice. As opposed to you know all Von the time, Wagner, all Kyle the time, O'Reilly, the Steel time, Cage, <laughs> all the times Vaughn and Grayson did that shit. I'm much more happy that it's Tony D this time. So as you know, partner, I love Eddie Kingston, and part of why I love Eddie Kingston is his ability to say so much with so little or no words. Champa did that exactly here. He said. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what my fairy tale ending is, but I'm gonna find out at Stand and Deliver or something. Just like right. a perfectly perfect sentence, like just a, a wonderful way to let the audience fill in the gaps and just say his thing, do his move, and get out of there. So I really liked this. I'm looking forward to that match as well. Tony D's finisher is ridiculous. Like yeah, I love it. Um, and I agree with you. Like he. Has his amateur background, but he's also just like a brute. So it's yeah. a fun hybrid that is really rare and that you don't see in wrestling that much. And it just makes me laugh because like we were also just and he's really, really good at this. Yeah. Um so uh so there was that. Uh, and then um uh backstage, um uh Indy accuses Persia of letting go of the crowbar at the right moment so that Tony D would hit Dexter with it on purpose. And she denies this. How dare you? I would never do that. Uh, but uh, my, Duke, Duke could beat any man on the roster. No problem. Uh, and then, and Dexter's like, bet. But he doesn't say anything because he's Dexter Loomis. He walks over to an easel and apparently sketches. <laughs> Uh, something in five seconds and then With shows one three colored marker, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yes, one marker. He just does this and it comes out and there's three colors on it. Uh, but is it is a caricature of 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 Gunthar uh with 
giant ears, which I had never thought of Gunthar as having giant ears. But uh, but he has giant ears in this caricature. And Duke's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And it turns out, oh, no, he did not want to do that. That he Things did not end up well for him. But we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, the, I don't know what this is all leading. To. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a mixed tag match. Maybe we'll get a, 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 a singles Dexter versus Duke Hudson. I don't know where any of these people are going via this storyline. Are they moving up the card at all? Or is this like something for them to do that you think is funny? I guess. I mean, isn't that the story with Ryan Rainbow? Yeah. I, I, well, for the segment, I, I kind of love that he whipped up that sketch in five seconds. I thought that was very funny. And I also love Drew Cousin going, how did you do that so fast? <laughs> like, yeah. Even he was perplexed. If you're going to do absurdity, if you acknowledge it, I appreciate it. Um, I don't know where this is going, but I also know it's not nice to volunteer your boyfriend to face Walter. That just seems rude. Ex-boyfriends? Well, to, to be sure. fair, to be fair, she didn't know Dexter was going to pick Walter. He could have picked anybody, but but he, he did he did make the right choice. Um, my, my goodness. My we God. got a, we got an Electra Lopez versus Fallon Henley match. Um, uh, Ryan Sullivan says I'm a big fan of Fallon Henley, but concerned about the gimmick. Her gimmick being that she's friends with Double Vest and the Beach, like and that, a bartender. Well, I, I suppose we saw that once. She said, "This is my family's place. I'm just helping out." So she's really a wrestler. She's a part-time, occasional bartender. When her family is short-staffed down at the pub, that's like very that, nice. That's, which is a nice thing, but also look, we just... had a a bar bouncer, nunchuck wielding dance singer. Why can't we have someone that just you know helps out on occasion? She can bartend at the Toxic Lounge. We uh, <laughs> we we saw we we uh, we just know that she has terrible taste in platonic male friends. Like that's that's all that's all we know. Um, also, I don't know why people are talking about Jim Cornette in the chat, but I'm going to ban everybody and puke if that <laughs> continues. So let's just, whatever you need to say about Jim Cornette, make yeah. your points and wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we have um, we have this match. Uh, Legato is out there with her. Carmen uh, Electra th- looks like Carmen San Diego when she comes out, by the Electra way. Electra Lopez, yeah. I'm sorry, Electra. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carmen Electra yeah. Lopez. Carmen Electra Lopez. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, so uh, Legato and Double Vest and the Beach fight, and they immediately are ushered out of ringside by by seven refs who come out of nowhere. Like, no, where were? Oh, this was just it's just so staged. Uh, so at least Electra and Fallon Henley can have their match by themselves, I guess. Uh, and Electra Lopez hits a little like a blue thunder bomby type looking deal. Yeah, it was and, cool. And hits a hits gets a victory on Fallon Henley. Okay. I don't get it. Um, hey, what happened to that that Tatum gal who was in the tournament with Ivy? Like, we just haven't seen her since. For, for that matter, uh, Jake Salazar says, oh, was Nikita Lyons on this show tonight? No, she wasn't. Again, they had that weird Last Legend thing. She was like, I'm going to kick your ass, Last Legend. And I guess they're just saving that for the pape. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we are we gonna do that feud? Uh, did somebody get hurt? 
uh, yeah, Tatum Paxley. Did they lose that energy? Because they need she, to keep that same energy. She's she's love she's level upping. Oh, okay. She's, so she's somewhere. She, I just feel like yeah. she was like with Ivy, and then we didn't see her again. And I I thought she looked kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, so she's 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 upping her level. That's good because you know you got to level up. Mm-hmm. So uh, W. Pringle says that uh, Fallon Henley can have more jobs than Nikita Lyons. Well, right now she's got one and a half, so she's got a lot of catching up to do. Well, look, a woman with a bunch of jobs mm-hmm. and another woman with a bunch of jobs, mm-hmm. they're going to have that same energy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know what I mean. <laughs> so don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Um, uh, in in the in this rundown from Luis Polito, he has mentioned a Zion <laughs> Quinn and Draco Anthony segment, which neither of us remember. I may have ordered Chipotle and it arrived at the time. <laughs> and, I was, and I was putting my daughter to bed, so I have no idea what this. I'm going to try and scan through some other <laughs> notes and see if I can this out. Yeah, we're oh, so terrible no. at this. Draco Make Anthony. up things that happened Draco, in that segment. Here, 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 here we go. Here, this is me making up, the, pretending Ooh, okay. that I know what happened. Okay. So Draco Anthony was in the lot. Oh, wait. Um, I'm going to tell you about it as Linda. Here we go. <gasps> so Draco Anthony was in the locker room and Zion Quinn walks up. But Dr- Draco's phone rings, but he keeps ignoring it. Now, now, now Zion Quinn says, is that Joe Casey? Is Joe Casey bothering you on the phone? You should really change your number. But it is it is Joe Gacy who's calling him. So Draco shows uh, Quinn a video message left by Joe Gacy. Now, Gacy says on the video message, he says that, uh, Draco, you don't have to live your life all alone. You should open your mind and let me help you, says Joe Gacy, because together we can make your life so much better. And then Draco throws his phone against his locker. I, that, I, guess, I guess he was ready to... Get a new plan so he can get a new phone for free, I suppose. And then uh, uh, Dion Quinn says, you know what to do, don't you? You, you, you got to handle your business like a man. And then and then Zion Quinn uh, says uh, that he's got Draco's back if he needs it, but, but you got to handle it straight. And then Zion Quinn walks away because he's a real man who says you should get into a fight. And if you do, I sh- might be there to also help you in the fight. And that was this segment. Did you That's like what really it? happened in the segment because I saw the very end of this where he threw his phone like that basketball player did to that fan. Um, is The Undertaker going to manage him because he's a man's man? So I just have questions. I don't know. I don't know. I actually... Joe Gacy getting in people's heads for a segment I didn't see most of. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Riggler and Zood come out, and uh, and uh, Zood gets to do his full like glorious. entrance, his glorious entrance with with you know that's that's awesome. They got to give. He to won't give, him his give old... in. He 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 won't give in. He he won't give in he until won't. he until he's victorious. There it is. In which at which time. Is appropriate to give in. Yes. Which seems weird. I am just needling you a lot today, and it's a really fun. I'm so sorry. It's the little sister in me that's just gonna interrupt you and say no, things. No, like it's that. good. No, it's good. <laughs> uh I, I don't I don't know why once you've secured a victory, you would give in. 
Well, because you're victorious. It seems to me that you should like use that to propel you forward. You know what I, it is? I won. Now I give up and I surrender. Is a kind of a weird thing to do. Let's not let's not do any more of I think the lyric the, analysis of, of this whole Bobby Roode song. <laughs> well, it just feels like you're like you're done. Like you've controlled yeah. your narrative. There's no need to do anything else. Yeah. Anywho, this match was so good. This match was very good. Um, it is it's, one of those deals where like Robert Roode uh, on Raw is like a, a 71 tops. But when he crosses that threshold back into NXT, then he's former NXT champion, Bobby Roode. And, and, and now, you know, he can actually stand up to, to Braun Breaker because, because we saw him get pinned. Like we saw him get humiliated because, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a wrestling veteran of, I don't know, 20 years at this point, maybe longer. Uh, and we saw him lose, get pinned by a shamrock shake last night. So um, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he could put up a good fight against Braun Breaker. Uh, who, who would... Who I would... forgot we called Dominic Shamrock Shake. Shamrock Shake. Um, because he's green. And, and vanilla. he's vanilla. Yeah. God love you. So I, I, I do think that it is one of those deals where... I know there is not a transitive property one to one. Like if this no, guy, the main roster is a different world. Totally. But even within NXT, if this guy beats this guy but loses to this guy, it doesn't mean that there's like they're ranking up between they, they don't do it that way. They're they should, but they don't do that. Um they are not it, it leveling does, it, up. It does it does hurt me significantly. <laughs> in my soul to watch uh, a shamrock shake pin Robert Rude so easily uh, last night. And then Braun Breaker struggle with him so mightily tonight. That's just me though. But booyaka, booyaka, shamrock shake. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. That's good. I'm a genius. Yeah, you are. <laughs> mm, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, this, this match was really good, though. Robert Roode is, is a consummate professional. Like, he's so, so, he's so good, good at doing ever whatever you need him to do. He's he'll, he, will, he will do his damnedest somehow to make a shamrock shake look like a good wrestler. And he doesn't need to do that against against uh, against Braun Breaker. He just needs to walk him through this, this match where Braun gets to bite from underneath. Like, he, he does this thing. Like, it, it, I just think that uh, as often as Braun Breaker is going to run full speed at the turnbuckles and a guy is going to get out of the way and then he's going to spear the, 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 the ring post with his, with his right shoulder, that's going to happen to him at least once every match he ever wrestles. He should just wrestle with a, with a shoulder pad on his right shoulder. Just like, just because just get that out of the way. Just a thing that he should just do just to make sure, because it's always going to happen. Um, but every time he sells the collarbone after doing that spot. I think, oh no, this kid didn't injure himself, did he? Because that would be <laughs> terrible. Because because not only does he do it then, but he also he also landed really high on his shoulder when doing the Frankensteiner off the top rope. Yeah. And then he started selling it harder. And I was like, oh no, did he really tweak it? Because he wasn't lifting his arm. Like he was, he could not lift his arm 
away from his chest. I was like, well, that's what happens when you break a collarbone. You can't actually do anything. I hope they didn't screw it up. But then he just started doing like his Hulk up stuff. And I was like, see, you sold me a ticket, you dumb son of a... <laughs> like, ah, he's so good at this. He's a natural. And I, and I, 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 I do, I do love the Braun Breaker. I wish they would change his stupid name, but he is really, really, really good. And um, if he's not the top guy in all of WWE in five years, they've made a grievous error. He's great. He definitely went to the same school as MJF for in-match injury selling. Like the two of them are two of the best doing it. And two of the youngest, like, I absolutely love when people commit that hard to it. Because it does make you wonder a little bit, like you're supposed to. Um, great match. It's been fun seeing Dolph back and seeing Rude back. Seeing that, or I guess Dolph not even back, because he was not really in NXT. But yeah. they, it's almost like they're on a field trip or something. They seem like they're having so much fun. I love Bobby Rude. I think he's a star, or Robert Rude, or... Rick Ross or whatever we're calling him. Uh, <laughs> I I think he's great. I, I really like him. I felt like he could have been a much bigger star than they booked him to be. I think he would have been a great mid-card champion for a lot longer than he was given a shot. But uh, it was just fun to see him in a singles match. He looked like he was like having a blast. I feel like mm-hmm. you can really read that on some wrestlers and he's one of them. Yeah. And they gave this match a lot of time. This was longer than most of Breakaker's matches and especially... Yep in a non-triple threat scenario, and I thought his stamina was great the whole time. I didn't feel like the energy dipped, really. I felt like the mesh was really well-paced for both of their styles. Like, they would speed up, and then they would take their breath and and get back in it, which is not always easy to do. So, a really, really strong match. And it seems like they're really testing Breaker in a lot of different scenarios um, before they call him up, which is smart. Yes. Uh, He hit his spear, which is one of the best ones I got in WWE right now. Uh, and then he kicked out of the glorious DDT at 2.97. Like that's a re- that in in Vince's WWE, you gotta be really, really good at the at the 2.99 thing. You gotta be, and he's he's picking it up real quick. He is. Um, uh, and then uh, the finish was uh, Rude going up to the top for the for the for the blockbuster, but somehow Breaker caught him fluidly into the power slam which was like a really cool move uh and i just think he's this guy's really he's he's going all the way i i i i'm torn like well here's the deal i have no confidence that they're actually gonna make him into the top guy in the company in five years or even like a top guy in the company so like because they mess everything up um so do i want him on raw or smackdown like right after Mania, I I don't know. Like there's so much room for error. Like they just are so terrible at this. Um, but like, you know, does he is he gonna win the title back from from uh, from old Riggler at Stand and Deliver? Probably. But if he doesn't, that means they're calling him up on Monday or, or Friday of the following week, and that's not bad either, I suppose. Until they screw him up. I think they put him in this situation until Cody actually signed because I think now Cody is going to be your champion at SummerSlam and he'll probably drop to Braun like at Rumble but they might wait to call Braun up Cody I think they're going to pull the trigger and then I think they're going to screw it up 
intercontinental champion, yes? No, I think I think he's going to dethrone Roman and they're going to ruin everything. No, they they're don't not. care. No, Who's they're gonna, not. So what? We're gonna wait around for the rock? Yes, we're gonna wait around for the rock. For a few they're, that doesn't need the title. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, but they think it does. They think it does. And I I I think in six weeks, Cody will be firmly in the mid-card and, and nobody was gonna care about him. I, I really do. I do not think I I don't think they have any idea how to use him, just like they had no idea how to use him before. You know, I they, think because they love booking moments and not reigns, they will have Cody either do one thing which I wouldn't like, which is uh he'll beat Seth at Mania, and then Roman will come and say, I've beat everybody on this roster. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. And then Cody will say, you haven't beaten me. And he'll either beat him there or I think he'll beat him at SummerSlam. And I think he'll have like a reign until Rumble because they don't really care what else to do. Um, uh, or he'll or he'll win and they'll give it back to Reigns or whatever. Like, I, I think they're going to capitalize on the moment and then they'll book something stupid like they do with everybody. They'll 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 capitalize on the moment at Mania, and then I almost almost guarantee he'll be working heel because he will talk about how this place sucks and it sucked when I was here and it sucks since I left and now that I'm here I'm going to change it in my own image because they'll probably do some some because he's he's a bad guy for leaving and starting another company in Vince's eyes. There's no way that that character is a good guy. So even if he's coming back and resigning. I I feel like they're they're probably they're going to screw up whatever they do, but I I I I I I wish I had your optimism because if they actually have him in the main picture, that means that they're actually going to do something decent and creative with him. Uh, to no, actually it doesn't. Him. It just no, means I, that they're going to have him face a guy that happens to have the title. It doesn't mean they're going to do anything important. Yeah, I guess. look at the look at the last organic moments that you've had. You had Biggie. Right, mm. great moment, yeah. booted the rain. You had Bianca, great yeah. moment, booted the rain. You had Kofi, great moment, booted the rain. They're mm. gonna do that with Cody, yeah. And everybody who's excited about him coming back is gonna be disappointed, and everybody yeah. who doesn't care about him coming back is also going to be disappointed, yeah. And they're gonna say Cody was never a top guy, that's why the rain failed, and that's gonna be your Cody Rhodes return story. That's mm. what I think, and I think it's an absolute ridiculous creative gap that they have no desire to close because they simply do not care. If if they introduce, I mean, they're going to unify the titles. Put them on Roman, almost certainly. But that doesn't mean that Raw is not going to have a top champion. They're just going to create another title for somebody to hold. And you don't probably, think it's just going to work both? Um, I, I, I think that he'll be the unified champion, but that like the top title on raw, isn't going to be, uh, the United, no, Ro- Roman's not going to work both. He doesn't work on SmackDown. He comes out and cuts a bad promo for seven minutes after his, if, his, his like, no, no, he's not going to work anything. But I'm saying like the, if they, if they do another title or Roman abdicates the one he doesn't want or whatever, raw is going to need a top champion. I feel like they might have Cody win the top mid-card belt, which is whatever the hell the top belt on Raw is. The Adrenaline Belt. The Adrenaline Belt. Uh, the Adrenaline My Soul Belt. And then from then on, they'll actually uh, blame him for the bad reign there. But I don't think he's going to come anywhere near Roman 
uh, for a while because he they 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 wanted to be on Raw because they needed they need an interesting storyline on Raw which they do not have currently. I know that's right. Um. Uh. So anyway, oh yeah, Breaker got uh uh super kicked in the face by Dolph Ziggler. He was out at ringside but got booted to the back during the match and then came out after the match to super kick uh a unaware Braun Breaker. So. So he cannot be in control of your narrative because he does use the super kick. Just to clarify. Yeah. You know what was crazy with Ziggler? It was like he was out there and then suddenly he was nowhere to be found. You know? That is that is true. And if you don't want people knowing where you are, well, there's a way to do that on the internet and that's with NordVPN, y'all. I started to travel a lot more for work, which is why I'm not on this show right now. And there are little things that I'm discovering when I'm on the road. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc like i can't watch smackdown unless i'm live at the hotel because youtube tv tells me i'm out of my region fortunately nordvpn.com slash fightful can help and it helps me watch a lot of shows that I would normally miss because they're region blocked in my area. Helps me get better prices on a lot of pay-per-view stuff. NordVPN.com 
slash Fightful. You can also use that code Fightful, and you're going to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing to lose here with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to a vast amount of entertaining content. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It has made my life a whole lot easier, especially on the road. Check us out. Use that code Fightful at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Hey, you know what else you should do? What's that? Subscribe to Fightful Select for $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a great idea? It would be great. Wouldn't you want to like feel like you're at like a giant concert with 6,500 friends of yours, which is about what the Fightful Select subscription is? Yeah. But you don't have to even risk like COVID or spend money going anywhere else. You could just, for $5 a month, keep up with all the contract news in the history of the world. Sean broke the story about baseball getting back together um he didn't really break that but that's just something i was asking for for a really long time just like Mm -hmm. please update us on the union and the association so Mm -hmm. that was behind the paywall you guys could have known before anybody else if you would just subscribe for five dollars a month fightful select fightfulselect.com also alex yeah friday before mania you know who's or friday of this week you know who's doing the friday night post show i do you want to tell them it's us. It's us. It's me and you. <laughs> yeah, Team Kalex, we get a double dose this week. Sorry, everybody. Um, uh, the Nerd Guru says uh, SRS gave me credit for tossing the name Shamrock Shake for Dom uh, to you last week. And I cannot take credit, unfortunately, just carrying the air. Clearing the air. Love y'all. That was Luis. <laughs> that was Luis who did that. Because. Uh, <laughs> Both Sean and and Denise popped hard for the idea of of, of a shamrock shake. That was Doc Mueller who came up with that, of course. And And, he is a vicious man, and will get very angry about. You got to get you got to give him his props. Um, Mark Losper says of Nikita Lyons. um, To be fair, if I had a feud with Lash Legend, I wouldn't show up either. It's also uh, true. Could be hazardous to your. Anyway. so uh there's a chase you segment um where Bodie is gonna give a, his his oral report on fortitude and while he's doing it some guy raises his hand he's like what are you doing you're interrupting my report I was getting in my flow talking to Mr Chase about how much he means to me um and uh and he starts cussing at him and then at Andre Chase says Bodie Bodie calm down who taught you to have the, such a, a vicious outburst? And uh, and basically, Bodhi does, like, they they screwed it up. So all he's got to do is say to, um, to, to Andre Chase the immortal words of, you, all right? I learned it by watching you. Uh, and then um, Andre Chase would have said, oh, what a, what a wonderful moment. Thank you. I'm so glad I could teach you. But it was like, well, to be honest, Mr. Chase, I kind of learned it because I watched you do it as well. Like, no, if you're going to do the old like anti-drugs commercial, you got to actually full on do it. No, they didn't. 
What is your favorite anti-drug PSA? Do you remember? Oh, that one. That one because 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 the the uh, the the guy the actor they hired to play the dad with his weird like balding hairline <laughs> and big like weird fro and his Groucho Marx mustache and he's like he shows the kid like like a box of like heroin and it's like who taught you to do this stuff and and the kid's like you, you all right i learned it by watching you and i the, watched the look, you the shoot look, up the look on the look on mr cotter's face when he realized that he taught his son to do really really hard drugs is just <laughs> hilarious and it'll always be hilarious i Eggs in, a pan, eggs in a pan, brain on drugs is pretty good. That is really good. Remember the flat girl? Yes. That, that girl I think, is, is my good. favorite. Yeah. I think flat girl was my favorite. They're amazing. There's compilations on YouTube. I've watched every single one, and they make me want to do drugs. I don't do drugs. Yeah. But they make me want to, because it looks really, they just make it look really fun for the most part. Like, most of them are like, you will be relaxed and enjoy yourself. Look how fun your surroundings become. Yeah. They think that's where Vince McMahon learned about what we just do. It all makes sense now. There you go. There you go. The shaman was that dad. Josh Weaver <laughs> says that Chase University is toxic masculinity university. Totally is. They were Mark getting Mark close to something I liked. Like when it became a parody of itself a little bit, I was like, is this heading in a direction where they're going to make fun of themselves, but they didn't mm. go far enough? No. Mark Losper asks, who are these Chase Youth Center segments for? I don't know. Not for me. Um, uh, and so now, now I'll tell you what this this isn't for me. This is not this is not for me. Grayson Waller versus A Kid for the la for a spot in the ladder match. You brought in A Kid, who's very, very good. He's a prodigy. And you had him beat Kushida last week in his debut match. And then you had him wrestle uh, Grayson Waller tonight. You had him scout Grayson Waller's terrible finishing maneuver where he has to get out of the <laughs> ring and roll into it, into like a, into a jumping cutter uh, or stunner. And you had him like catch him in, in a, in a sub submission maneuver, which was really great that he had it scouted. But then he just friggin' did it again and... Kid A, uh, A Kid, Kid A. That's a that's a Radiohead album. That's a great album. It is. Uh, a Kid didn't have it scouted this time, and got hit with it and lost like clean. Unless I'm misremembering something. Did Sanga get involved and I didn't see it? Like he lost. He beat Kushida clean last week. Good enough to beat Kushida, but not good enough to beat Grayson Waller is not a thing anyone should ever be on television um so i hated the why would you do what you did with with a kid last week but then do that this week and i get it because after he lost to grayson waller Mello comes up and says here's what we're gonna do um all the guys who lost the qualifying matches which is cameron grimes and roddy strong and a kid they're all gonna have a match next week a second chance match and the winner of that match gets into the ladder match. Um, so you, the only reason you do what you did with A-Kid this week is because you're going to have him win next week, 
which I'm kind of worried about what that's going to do to Cameron Grimes' psyche if that's what happens. But anyway, what did you think about all this? I think a child is very good at this, and it made me sad that he lost to Grayson, but I'm supposed to believe that Grayson is like a top guy and that Kushida wears jackets and loses matches. But the quality of the match between him and Kushida last week was so good. And it makes it really hard to buy into that. Also, yeah, the having a move scouted the first time but not the second is really dumb. Um, I'm not surprised the booking went this way. I just don't know why you have this match if you're trying to build both of these guys, like they should just face other people. Um, we don't know enough about a kid yet for him to be able to take a loss and me feel like he's still important. I feel like, um, so I just would have rather had a kid face someone a little jobbier and win, but the match itself was all right. Waller just feels very one note to me, the way he's presented. And I'm, like Sangha is not very good. So like even him adding someone into the mix is not helpful. And the character just feels weird and just so like so inauthentic, but also so typical. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't connect. So I haven't seen anything in Waller that makes me feel like he's a top star yet. Mark Quill says Grayson Waller is no Dick Grayson or Stu Grayson for that matter. Mark Losper says Grayson rolling into the ring is neat for his finisher uh, until you consider for two seconds that it does literally nothing to improve his finisher. Yeah, the finisher needs to just change. I never like, thought I'd be like, oh, I missed the roll up, but just roll the guy up. A, like, a guy who can hit the stunner from literally anywhere, like a springboard or uh, off the top rope in, in some way or rolling into the ring. That's interesting. If you can hit your finisher by any way, you like, why don't just hit a get him hit him with a stunner? Like, there's nothing that you do that makes it more impactful when you roll into the ring like that, and it's the only way you can do everything. But listen, the other thing I have to say about this: listen, I was right. It was a terrible idea to have a kid come out and wrestle because look what happened. He got beat up, and that that seems very. You know what they should do? They should arrest that Grayson Waller. For, for child abuse, because you should not hit a child. You shouldn't, believe me. I have wanted to on several occasions. Some of my nieces and nephews have a very smart so mouth. Bad. Have a very smart mouth. But I, I always refrain. You should never hit a child. But that Grayson Waller, not only did he hit a child, he 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 ran into the ring, he jumped in a little little flippy do, a little somersault, and then and then hit him with a stunner. That I feel like is at least child endangerment in at least 42 states. And we know, you know, maybe he's in bed with the cops because of the whole restraining order situation. Yeah, you, you never know. I think there's some corruption at the NXT 2.0. Um, there's cops around. Never in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, we we got a little... Uh, um, so you might, you're pretty good, a kid, says Mello, but you'll never be a champ. And then... Um, uh, a kid hits him and runs away. So I feel like they established this little rivalry between a kid and, and Carmelo because a kid's going to win next week. I think 
Um, uh, uh, Braun Wagner says, sadly, feels as though Waller might win the title. Mark Losper says, Grayson is fetch. Vince is Gretchen. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like Austin Theory is Gretchen. If, or is... Uh... Uh-huh. Yeah, Gretchen Wieners and Vince is Regina. That feels yeah. like. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Trick Williams says, I'm a hit on a mama. Uh, he got kicked. Yeah, he's the one who got kicked in the in the in the in the head. Yeah, there you go. That's what happened. Uh, um, I'm gonna hit on a mama. Yeah, like a a kid. I'm gonna hit on your mama, but he says a mama. A mama. This that that make you move, mama. Was that, was that a song 20 years ago, right? Um, <laughs> so much, I'm so much more entertained by that than what he said. <laughs> uh, the Nerd Guru says, tell me Grayson Waller won't be Madcap's stooge one day. I mean, that might be a higher ceiling than what he actually has. I'm not sure. Um, Mark Losper says, uh, guys, you know that DDP's Diamond Cutter was the most dangerous finisher because it had an elaborate 40-minute setup to land. It's like the handspring into the cutter situation. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. it's unnecessary. It's Tiffany Stratton doing those like handsprings into a glorified rear view. Like yeah. it just, some stuff is too yeah. flashy for it to make sense. It's like distracting. Joss Weaver says, uh, never hit a kid, never hit a kid. It should be a top selling shirt at the merch stand. Uh, and uh, JB I have Pringle. never looked at the merch for 2.0. I should do that because. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's great. Uh, JW Pringle says, uh, whose blue chew do I have to take to get Team Kalex merch? Maybe a Linder and Sheeler t-shirt, maybe? I, As much as Sean hates this bit, I don't think we're ever getting a Linda merch. I, have, I might have to like get my own store on PWTs. Yep, or, what a maneuver. Here we come. What a maneuver. That's right. That's where we're going to go because PWTs is bad for you. Um, it's bad for you and your bad. credit card. Yes, it's bad. It's bad for your credit. Um, Cameron Grimes cut another promo about how he's got to win the NXT championship. Uh, the last thing I ever said to my dad is I'm going to NXT stuff. They're they're setting him up. Why does where... Cameron Grimes try to make me cry all the time? I'm sorry to I'm, interrupt, but his he hair. Yeah, he was talking about what his hair meant to him, and they made him cut it, and now he's mm. gonna lose, and he's gonna. Just have guilt about his dead dad. I oh my god, Cameron Grimes. I I wonder if this is gonna make him snap and he's gonna turn back a heel again. Um, you know, I I don't I don't know. Like I mean, it does feel like a kid's getting the victory next week. I think I so. Yeah. I don't think Cameron Grimes is taking the pin, and and this kind of promo is is pointed like like he really really needs this. Yeah. And when and when a wrestler doesn't get something that they have said pointedly that they really really need, usually that causes them to lose it a little bit. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Braun Wagner says, "Too bad Tony isn't in the ladder match. That title would be perfect for him. I think he will be North American champion one day. And again, I have said this over and over again. He needs to be the Italian American champion, and he will only refer to it as such." Um, <laughs> uh, and he will talk about how hey, hey, that's a that's an Italian American stereotype. I don't like that right there. Like everything that every anytime that anybody says, Hey, uh, hey Tony, would you like a slice of pizza? 
that's the stereotype. That's a vile stereotype, but I don't go in for it. Um, I think that'd be funny. Um, um, we got the Creeds versus uh, GYV, which which is which is good. It's always going to be good. The Creeds are always improving, and GYV are are basically the 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 team that they're the tag team version of Roddy Strong. You know they're always going to be great. They're never going to win that match though, and it kind of feels kind of feels bad that that's what they are at this point. Um, but, uh, I, I did love, um, the way that they mapped out the finish. Um, I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm always going to mark out for that ridiculous friggin' unnecessary clothesline, no matter which one of the creeds does it. <laughs> the unnecessary clothesline is, is, is a thing that I love. It's real fun. Um, so yeah, what'd you think of the match before we talk about the post, the post thingy deal? I thought the match was really good. I, as someone who threatens to lariat people for no reason at all, uh, am also a fan of <laughs> overly intense, unnecessary clotheslines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the match was great. GYV is so good. I It is so hard to know where guys like him, and now, rest in peace, be done. <laughs> like, kind of where they fall and what the plan is for them. But they're definitely one of the best tag teams in the world. And there's some sneaky good stuff happening in the tag division on NXT 2.0 that we... Yeah. It's it's just that the booking is so clouded, but there's some really good tag teams. And so that is always good when the work rate is high. I think they had really good chemistry with the Creed brothers. I just don't know what happens next for a lot of these guys. And mania season is usually a time where that shakes out, right? We get more releases storylines end other ones start so we'll see where people fall but like they could do great stuff on the main roster or they could go and lose to the usos 47 times in a row like i don't know so um but i thought the match was really strong i am very confused about the post-match i just don't get it yeah so um mostly the timing yeah uh so the, the again, the, the the we'll talk more about this. Both dusty tag tournaments have basically been rendered null and void. Um, so the creeds, they they get um, they they're going to get their title match at the same time as the guys that they beat for the tag title title shot. Um. But they're they also got attacked a couple of weeks ago, and they're still trying to figure out who it was that that attacked them. Gyv again denied it this week. Um, but there's a video that comes up where it's like the SmackDown hacker uh, because they're somebody spray painting something like what are they spray painting? Creed? I don't know what they spray painted something on their NWO on their for life. Yeah, basically Creed. <laughs> Creed sucks, and they spelled it S U X. I don't know. They I don't know what they what <laughs> they uh, uh, what they did. But one of them is in when the background spray painting stuff on a destroyed Diamond Mine Dojo, and the other guy's in the foreground texting something. And what he's texting is appearing on the screen. But like that's like that's a thing they do in movies now. But that's not actually how that works. So I don't know who who produced this. It's supposed to be a live shot, but it can't be. So it's weird, 
But it's like um, they spray painted "Don't cry." Thank you, people in the chat. Don't, don't cry. cry. That's right. Don't cry. Um, which uh, I, I guess people they learned are, at Chase University. Hmm. Um, uh, people are telling me that it's that it's going to be um, what the hell did they call them? Pretty deadly from NXT. Yeah, UK. yeah, that's what's who it's going to be, and that's okay. That's fine. I guess you're going to debut them in that thing, but but what but now? What, but now and against the creeds who like felt like they had a were having a pretty good rise toward being the champs but the way that WWE works that works things out is that well they can't be because they're locked in a in a feud with the guys who attacked them for what reason I don't know cuz they're like it's not like they got anything out of it just because they wanted to be assholes I guess but now they're going to pull the creeds attention away from this triple threat tag match where they deserve a one-on-one tag title match because that's what they won by winning that tournament but they're probably going to interfere and cost them that tag title match at standard deliver and then the creeds are going to drop back down the tag title picture so they can have a non-title feud with pretty deadly who's probably going to win that feud because why would you debut them to have them lose their first feud like all of this is just needlessly convoluted, and I don't know this is the best way to, to debut a team called Pretty Deadly as guys in hoodies who are spray painting stuff on the wall. It looks like low rent retribution, which was already the lowest rent thing that WWE has ever done. I mean, they've done a lot of really low rent shit, so that is a bold statement, but I also can't argue it. So, um, it's mo- it's just mostly the timing. I don't get it unless they're going to make it a four pack at Santa Deliver, but like the Creep Brothers deserve a one-on-one shot and that's like you said is already convoluted so now they're going to have a 25% chance. Like that makes no sense. If you don't want the Creep Brothers to win the tag titles, why not just have them lose the tag picture? Um, or lose the tag titles at Santa Deliver and then have them turn around and do this cuz that would actually feel kind of important. Yeah. Um, I'm there's t- a lot of hacker gimmicks happening for people that are confused in the chat. It's not Retribution or the Forgotten Sons or anything like that. Pretty Deadly is a tag team on the NXT UK brand. Uh, I don't know a ton about them. They were not who jumped into my mind first, even though they should have been. Mark Rothbur um, says the only good payoff is if this hacker is Ali, and it's, it, not. it's not. It's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. It's super, super not. Super duper not. Yeah. Um. um so I just it's it's mostly the timing. Yeah. I don't know where it's going, but you're right in that it feels like the Creed brothers were trending up. And it also just feels like I felt like Diamond Mind had a lot going for it. Like we talked at the top of the episode. It's like it was building in a certain direction. And then it's like, okay, Ivy's not near the title picture. Now this tag team is kind of like in peril and Roddy is just there after losing the championship. So mm-hmm there's not like a lot of juice behind the stable. If you keep cutting their booking legs out from under them, that doesn't really work. Yeah. Mark Quill says, given the post-match graffiti, looks like I wasn't the only one who watched the Batman recently. Um, now we talked about uh, uh, the Batman. I do think it's funny that they've named, Oh, you see, you got the little, you got the nails. Got there. Batman nails. I do think it's funny that they've named the Batman after what Linda would call the original Dying. Batman. Like just, just. Have oh, you seen the Batman? The Batman, you know, with Michael Keaton. 
The Batman with Jack Nicholson. I love The Batman. Also, I watched The Iron Man, and then I watched The Spider-Man, and then I watched The Captain America. Because that's how she would call all You of know, that The Joker is not very funny. He's not. He's more of me. He's more mean than anything else. I not thought I was going to see all. him at the uh, the Caroline's Comedy Club, but nope. it it does not seem like he's that kind of jokester. Nope. Um. Oh boy! Suck it, Sean. We're never letting it go. <laughs> um, Thank you for paying me. I love my job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Luis says it's going to be double vest in the beach. Who's gonna re- re- gonna do this? I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. Um, so yeah, we, this is this is pretty deadly's little gimmick. I thought that when they when they said here here's a drawing that Dexter Loomis did in five seconds, they were pitching that match for next week. But no, they just did it this week, right now, tonight, and right and now. it was it was it was it was good. Um, well, it wasn't good for, for Duke Hudson. I was, was going to say, it depends who you ask. It was very bad for Duke <laughs> Hudson. Um, Mark Losper said, it's no, so annoying that the best thing on this show is named after a German U-boat captain. Um, at this point, I think Vince breaks out in hives if he does something genuinely good. That's true. Ricardo, the bad guy, says, love the last 30 or so minutes of this show a lot. I love the last 29 minutes of this show a lot. And then that ridiculous thing that happened after the women's Dusty Cup final. Um, so you liked uh, minutes 29 of 30. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, uh, Chris Muller said, I skipped NXT for my own sanity, but I'm watching the post show because you guys make it so fun. So did, uh, did, did Walter kill Duke Hudson or just maim him? Walter yes. chopped a man so hard that he drew blood. His chest was straight up bleeding. He chopped him so hard the sound could be heard from space. Like, like he 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 just he turned Duke Hudson's chest into hamburger. Like it was it was not pleasant. Um, I, I <laughs> Luis is calling this the match of the NXT year. It felt fairly one-sided to me because every time I would I was focused on it. Uh, it was just Walter murdering <laughs> Duke Hudson via backhanded chops. My goodness. Whew. So I've said this about Brody King chops, and the same applies to Gunther Walter. Uh, when I went to Yankee Stadium and Mariano Rivera was warming up in the bullpen, it didn't matter where you are in the stadium. When the ball hit the catcher's mitt, it would echo, and you could hear it no matter where you were. That's what these chops are. (laughs) It is nuts. Uh, I've heard, like, color commentators say that the effectiveness of the chop has to do with, like, the blood vessels coming up to the surface on your chest, and that's why you get the not only a nasty handprint, but, like, it sticks around there. I think he was just straight up bleeding, right? Like, <laughs> it didn't just, like, come to the surface. Like, it was ridiculous. He beat the ever-living crap out of him. Yeah. It was nice to see Gunther get to work the way we know he can work. The way, yeah. um, like, the monster that he is 
built to be. He's so entertaining when it's like this. And I really, really liked this match. This episode overall was not bad, to be honest, but like it, it did finish really, really strong. I felt like, and um, yeah, not that last minute, but the rest. And uh, it was just nice to, for this to feel like such an ass kicking. Like the, this is the monster that we fell in love with to begin with. So, yeah. Um, and so anyway, he's able to, to hit the, the power bomb to beat Duke. Um, and uh, then he cuts a promo about how he's the best guy in NXT. And out comes Larry Knight. And Larry Knight, I love Larry Knight. Not as much as you love Larry. But I, yeah. love, I, love, I love Larry. Uh, Larry, yeah. And Larry comes out and I'm like, okay, buddy. I, I love you. You've lost your last two matches. One of them you lost to Grayson Waller in a last man standing match. And then you lost to perpetual main roster loser. I know he's the NXT champion right now, but he's a perpetual main roster loser in Dolph Ziggler. You've lost two matches in a row and you come out to challenge Walter, a man who just took a giant dude and drew blood with only his bare hands via blunt force trauma. And that's the guy you might have bit off a bit more than you can chew, considering this is the this is why I hate when you book guys to lose and lose and then be like, I would like a big match, please, and then give it to them because I don't feel like I love Larry Knight. You haven't booked him to be the guy who's like, less yes, I, I would like I would like to take you on because I think I can beat you. Why do you think you can beat him? You lose matches a bunch of times. Like, I, I just wish that mm. he should be coming off of victories and ride that momentum into a big match at the pay-per-view or the takeover or whatever the hell you want to call live it. live event. The premium live event. You should always <laughs> ride momentum into big matches, not be coming off of losses. Or make that the storyline, but it's not. He just comes out being as confident as he ever was. It just feels like you're you're lying to us, gaslighting us when we watched him lose matches recently. I am half with you. The only thing I will say is that bugs me more when there's a title involved. Yeah. So like this is one competitor facing another competitor and neither of them have titles and it's not for a title and neither of them are on a path to a title. Yeah. So Yes. Is it a big moment because it's Walter? Yeah, like of course it is, but at the same time it's kind of in their world that they've created him starting a feud with anybody. But what I would have liked better is, and I don't like when all these storylines get tangled, but I think in this situation, yeah. I could see LA Knight and Duke Hudson kind of being like friends or in the same camp. So I could see him coming out and in some way inserting himself into like a, into Duke Hudson's corner or like, you know, he didn't know what sure. he was getting into because this match was made earlier in the night, but I will be prepared for you at stand and deliver or whatever, just something sure. a little bit more. So I, I get what you're saying, but because it's not on a path to a title, it doesn't bug me as much. I think there's a significance in facing a guy like Walter, but yeah. in their world, right. There isn't. I get it. Um, he does say, I'm going to uh, knock your blockhead off your dad bod, uh, which is not fair to Walter because he has been getting himself into great shape. Um, um, but uh, yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I, th this is one of those deals where 
a, I don't know, se a, several takeovers ago, we got a Tommaso Ciampa versus Walter for the NXT UK title match. And we all kind of knew it was going to happen, but he was still wanted to see it. And it's that same thing. Like, I, I want to see this match. I think it'll be good. Um, but I have no illusions at all that Larry Knight will even come close to victory in this match. Um, it's just not the way that they're that they're presenting either of these guys at this time. Um, uh, then our guru says, I feel like we don't see Walter have a match with a guy with similar size. I mean, tonight he did. I really want Drew versus Walter. Uh, why not have Drew have a 2.0 stint for that? He might not have to wait. He might not have to come back to NXT. He might just have to just wait a few months for Walter to go to the main roster. Uh, Mark Losper saying this was a bad enough beating that I wonder who Duke Hudson peed off backstage. Uh, it might be interesting uh, thought. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I, for some reason, I feel like this is purely conjecture. I feel like Duke Hudson would be the kind of guy who would be like, let's go tell that story. Like you need oh, to sure. beat the shit out of someone who sure. is kind of your size. Like I yeah. feel like he would be there yeah. to play ball and he, he's the guy for it. So I'm and, hoping it was just that they stumbled into actually doing something good. And at the same time, uh, he, he can't wear a shirt. Well, I guess that's something he likes. He likes not wearing shirts, but that would, that just, just, Oh, that look, if you look at pictures, my goodness, it's just ground up meat that he has as skin now it's just bad ricardo the bad guy says uh walter looking lean and mean lately good for him yeah he's, yes. he's been even better i remember um, jericho saying that he didn't like wearing shirts because he didn't want anybody in the crowd to wear when he was when he works heel right. like he feels like people shouldn't want to buy his merch so he mm -hmm. doesn't wear his own shirt out there right. and then he was like you know what's even better than that not wearing any shirt and i just that makes me laugh that's the thing that i appreciate about jericho <laughs> that maybe do cuts in this from the same school of. appreciating chris jericho i imagine it him. imagine it just imagine appreciating imagine a chris society of uh, imagine a society that appreciating <laughs> um we got our main event um, which is uh, which was the was Kaichu, uh, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai versus EO and KLR. Um, Mark Losper says, As much as I love EO Shirai, the mistress of the sky careening Dakota Kai's head into the announce table was horrible. That looked like it sucked, it really did. They were doing like a dual uh, suicide dives before the break, and she, like, she Dakota Kai was standing. I went from standing to fully delivering like a get like <laughs> I'm it's not real guys. <laughs> she went from standing to sitting with her head like up against the, 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 the table so fast. You have to super slow it down to see what happened. Um, she got, smashed into that table that did not look good at all um i mean it looked great but it did not look it felt felt good um yeah it was uh it was a decent match um there was you a guys big... can't just mute me in the chat okay that's an alex discretion move. no i'm and i'm no i'm not i'm not gonna and I'm he's not... a man so he'll just deal with my puns. i'm not i'm not gonna be sean I, I refuse to be sean thank you um so uh <laughs> The, the there's a big spot where uh Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu have been doing this thing where they where they hit a, a stomp 
and a big splash back to back. And they did it on KLR, uh, but Io Shirai drop kicked Dakota Kai onto when he was making the pin. That was a big spot. Um, but KLR was able to hit uh, her her little KLR bomb on Wendy Chu. Got the uh, and then uh, there was the Io Shirai moonsault to get the victory. Uh, decent little match, worthy of the of the of the title match, uh, where of course the winner of the Lady Dusty gets to move on and face the tag champions. That is the prize for winning this match. Or so we thought. Kate, how did you like the match? I thought the match was very strong. That one spot aside, um, that was scary. I know I was making silly jokes, but that is always scary, especially when we saw what happened to Big E last week. It's just never lost on me. Um, These people are putting their lives on the line every time they go out there. Scary moment, but a great match. I think Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu work really well together for two people that kind of got thrown yeah. into this. Wendy Chu cracks me up. Their promos earlier with the orange what, soda and the, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, Mark Losper saying Wendy Chu drinking orange soda feels intentional. Uh, it was a, it's definitely a choice. Um, yeah, I I, I think these they two they work really well together. I would like to see them continue as an act, if not as an outright tag team. In the division, well, there, there really is no division when when the tag team titles are the prize for the winner of the tag team tournament, and the winners of the tag team tournament say they don't want the tag team titles. You no longer have a tag team division. You just don't. Kaylee Ray gets on the mic after the um after the match because because mandy rose and uh and toxic attraction get in the ring and kaylee ray says we've decided we're going to cash in our tournament victory and instead of facing gg and jj for the tag titles we're going to add ourselves to your match with cora jade and make it a fatal four-way and i said out loud I'm not sure you can do that because there's no precedent for this. Like as Mark Losper says, Dusty Classic, AKA surprise money in the bank. You can just trade in your tag title shot for both of you to be able to be in the, the, what is that? How does that even a thing? And again, it, it hugely devalues not just the tag titles, but the entire tag division. All these women, all these teams were competing to win the Dusty Classic so that they could get a tag title shot. And you won the thing, but you don't want that because that's beneath you. You want the singles title. And I get like Kaylee Ray probably does want to be the champion. Yoshirai does want to be the champion. But that shouldn't be why you entered a tag title tournament. It's like they just skipped the can they coexist part and went straight to the outcome. Yeah. It's a disgrace. It's, um, there's a reason FTR left, and it's because tag team wrestling is not valued there. And, 
it's more evident in the women's division than ever. And it's just a device to elevate and ruin singles competitors. Like tag wrestling doesn't exist. It's just two people that get thrown together and they have a storyline where they work together on the same side of the ring, essentially. Like there, there's no, it's not tag wrestling. It's just two people thrown together to eventually break up. The like one tag team that they had going into this was Persian Indy and they did it to them. So what is the point? They don't have it on the main roster either. Like this isn't just an NXT thing. There are no women's tag teams really. They're kind of throwing it together for Mania, but it's just a catch-all for women who they think should be on the WrestleMania card. Like, I don't know why you would ever tag with Rhea Ripley at this point. Nobody wants to hang out with her. Um, they haven't even reunited Nikki Ash and Alexa Bliss. To I have no idea why they're not a part of this thing. Like, there's just no... The value of the tag titles is to make moves on the singles front. And that's re- that's that's really lame. That's really lame because tag wrestling should be an attraction. Tag wrestling is awesome. And uh, to have a tag tournament. If I was like in March Madness and we won March Madness, I couldn't suddenly be like, I want to go play golf now or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, um, I just don't get it. Like, if that's the point you wanted to get to, why did you take this road to get there? Yeah. They could have just challenged as singles competitors and lost this. And you could have given it to Dakota and Wendy. Yeah. In fact, if you vacate a title shot, that's probably what should happen. Yeah. Mark Losper saying, uh, Cody Rhodes saying, well, they've been really good about keeping my dad's legacy intact. It's one of the reasons I'm resigning. And Vince says, uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, uh, Ricardo, the bad guy, says, imagine this booking on World Tag League. Shitty. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> and Luis says it probably will happen if and if New Japan's booking the past few years is anything to go by. Um, yeah. Um, so so we're gonna we're gonna get they've they've made it official by the way. The, the fatal four way is, is happening. Apparently, yes, you can do this, but like it would be nice if that had been like a thing that they'd ever told anybody. That was weird. Remember, remember how mellow like was able to cash in the contract he was carrying the around glance title, the, the yeah. glance title. Like that had never been the deal before. Like you, you said, I would like to face so-and-so champion. And then a match was made. And then you had the match. Not every, like things are everything. Every time a tag, a, a, a title is a, a title shot is on the line in the tournament or a battle Royal or anything. Is it all just de facto money in the banks now? It's a ridiculous thing to do. It, it. I don't know. Um, it just feels it feels really messed up to do that with a tag title tournament. Yeah, like they both they broke both rules with both tournaments, right? You have the Creed gr- brothers go over, and then the losers of yeah. that match. So you break tournament rules because <sighs> now the losers of that match suddenly get the same thing as the winners. And then you break tag title or like tag wrestling rules by this just having them decide to be singles. This is so good. Mark Losper says, Seth says, I can't get on to a media match. EO and KLR says, we're adding ourselves to a title match. Okay, thanks. Bye. Like, 
Wait, if they can do it, why can't why can't Seth come out on Monday and say, I am adding myself to to Roman and Brock because apparently that's a thing you can do. Um, Nerd Guru says, I wish Mandy wasn't in this fatal four-way. Uh, EO versus KLR versus Cora is fire emoji. Um, eh, I don't even know, man. It's just a weird thing to do to your tag division. Um, what I mean, I don't even mean this like what tag division, what tag division, yeah, I know what tag teams are there. I know uh, it's uh, Casey and Caden, but they lost in the first round, you know. Or second round, I guess. I don't know. So your one tag team lost in the first round and nah. is raving with two like yeah. country boys. I don't know. Um, uh, now we're going to get in your super and humper chats uh, down to down to the end here. Let's see if I can get it done in eighteen and a half minutes. You guys, have a lot of uh, humper and super chats. Thank you um, for supporting us. Also, last call for them. Also, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Also, watch Friday because Team Kalex is going to be doing the SmackDown and AW Rampage. Alex, yes, take it away. Um, so, uh, Mark Losper says, uh, Vince has surely been inspired by the Andrade Hardy family office storyline is building his own merger. Look out for the diamond stone brand mine soon. That'd be fine. Uh, talking also about this, uh, Cameron Grimes promo where he says, I gotta do this for my dead father. I have to do this. Mark Losper says, unless you deliver on this, the promo is awful. Yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel nice, but I, I don't know. I, I just I it's a weird. It's a weird deal. All of it is weird. Um, uh, Mark Quill says too long. Didn't read Batman. Good. NXT logic. Bad. Good night. Good night, pals. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Mark glad the Batman was good. Um, uh, so uh, Mark Losper says it has never been more clear that this garbage promotion for this garbage company needs a GM. Can someone tell these morons this isn't how title shots work? We also, we do have to double down on that, by the way, that there's been no management making matches and suddenly just the management has confirmed the matches all of the sudden. And you just get to say anything on TV and it just has to happen. Like, just make it manifest, I suppose. I don't understand. Ryan Lewis says, good job on continuing to be appointment viewing for me, even though I haven't cared about NXT since months before 1.0 died. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for continuing to watch, even though the product is genuinely awful. Um, uh, Brandon Hagen says, been busy watching a great hockey game between the Oilers and Stars, but I DVR 2.0. Is there any reason I shouldn't just delete by the way, keep cool, Gabagool. Um, the last half hour of the show was strong. Yeah. Yes, it was. A- and you really you really need to watch the ridiculousness of Kaylee Ray covered in confetti from winning a tag title shot in a tag tournament say, I don't give a damn about the title belts. I'm coming for a singles title. It's an amazing, absurd moment. Um, uh uh, um, Bill says Eddie Kingston breaking when Dan Danhausen called him Edward during a recent vlog <laughs> is gold. That's true. Um, uh, Mark Losper says it's official. WWE booking is based on the secret. Just make manifest. Just just believe you'll get what you want and you'll get it. Um, Jake Salazar says that's why Corey and Carmella is on YouTube and not USA. 
because Temptation Island is just Corey and Carmella, but with like 12 other people included? No, um, because it's less mundane. They're at least somewhere pretty and go on fun dates. And they're trying to just like cling to this terrible relationship that they're in. Uh, I don't even, I, honestly, I didn't know which, which show you were com- uh, describing when you just said that. Honestly. <laughs> Wait, okay, so after Temptation Island? <laughs> I can't believe this is a sentence that's coming out of my mouth. After Temptation Island, there was a show called The Courtship. I know. And they go into the Regency Rules era, and it's a girl who's dressed like a princess. Her parents and friends are there, totally normal. It happens in a castle. They have suitors, and they have to follow all these rules. And there's like a bottom six, and they have a last dance. And they have to, like, say why they deserve to stay. And three suckers get sent home. It's so weird. It's so weird and amazing and dumb. Bill says, Dimey McDougal and his bag of dimes. Sounds mellifal. Uh Bill also <laughs> says, <laughs> I'm enjoying my Vegemite sandwich of omnipotence. <laughs> Mark Quill says, I rate the Batman five stars, but six stars if the action took place inside the Tokyo Dome. There it is. Movie was basically building Batman into a better baby face. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> that's better place like, I am vengeance! I'm gonna beat you to death! That's a, that's definitely Brock Lesnar's version of being a baby face. Come Gotham City! Yeah. <laughs> come, come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. Um... Uh, Bill says J.W. Pringle is playing the role of Buddy Murphy. Uh, I do not know what that's in reference to, but anybody playing any role of Buddy Murphy would be good. Mark Losper saying, NXT 2.0 Divas has broken Kate's taste barometer. No, 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 no. Let me clarify. No, no, no. I know that it's terrible. I just still watched it. (laughs) It's awful. Plus, Jeremy watches it, so now I have something to DM him about because I just haven't been harassing him enough. Yeah. Mark Losper says, I care more about the stand and deliver card than I do about the Mania card. They both suck, but at least stand and deliver has LA Knight. Mania might have Cody on it, but this useless company can't even tell me if he's going to be there. Yeah, that's true. Um... (laughs) Uh, Mark Quill says, in honor of WWE Smackadillias, have you heard about this thing that they're they're doing like a a a, 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 a I don't know like a I'm like sorry, their own what Smackadillas or something? It's it's supposed to be like a um I don't know a a food delivery service with like WWE thing that happens at Mania Weekend where like you could I don't know it's a ridiculous thing but Smackadillas is ridiculous when a Snackdown is right there. Uh, but Smackadillas, let's get those f- funny wrestler pun food names. Oh, Wait, goodness. what is the service? I'm so I, confused. Honestly, I don't remember. It's days ago. Keep up with the discourse, Kate. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's it's a stupid thing done <laughs> done badly. Um, it's a stupid idea from that creative. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes. The nerd guru says, "Are any are either of you members of the Daz, which is the Denise Appreciation Society? Sure, why not? I do appreciate I to, Denise. Do I have to pay dues or anything? Yeah, that's my question. Mark Losper says, "My tweets are positive when I'm not watching WWE. Kate's Kate's tweets are always positive. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say always, but I try to. I try to be. So yeah. if I'm trying 100% of the time and I make it to like 62%, that's pretty good. <laughs> Mark Lusper says, I need keep up with the discourse, Kate, on a shirt. <laughs> Guys, all of you need to tweet us, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. We, we can't we do anything. Um, uh, the Nerd Guru says, uh, Howdy, KLX. Totes did not watch this show, but kind of kept up via your Twitters and Fightfuls. And would love to uh, to Karen Billy Regal about this dumb BS. Yes, everybody should Karen Billy Regal, the fake GM that doesn't actually Billy Royal. Exist. Bill, Billy Royal, of course. Sorry, I read that wrong. Um, Storm and Norm says I thought Linda and Sheila were twins. Uh, how was 2.0? I went to happy hour. Uh, it was. Oh, bad. you went to the happy hour. Oh. Yeah. You know who loves the happy hour is Belinda. Uh, not not recently. No, no. It, it, I took I took too many. Uh, I had too many uh, slippery nipples one night, and it was just terrible. Because after I had seven slippery nipples, there were two more that slipped out, and it was terrible all over the place. Um, that's absolutely <laughs> Linda's drink of choice. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Sale says step by step is still stuck in my head step thanks to one tweet day by day all I said was that I hope Cody Rhodes creative trajectory everybody's talking about Stardust and mm-hmm. the polka dot singlet and dashing Cody Rhodes all I want for him is not to have the trajectory of Cody from step by step because that did not go well in script and it definitely did not go well in real life. Yeah. So, and then, thankfully, Steven Jensen, who's wonderful and does The Weekender, which you can listen to if you're a Fightful Select member. Um, he knows so many things about 90s shows. So, if people are being idiots on the internet, I'm just going to tweet at him and turn my whole timeline around. He's the best. One weirdo sends in a humper chat. Speaking of rawing rainbow... Uh, Malcolm Bivens challenged LeVar Burton to a mania match. <laughs> a gem of a diamond. So true. So true. He um, did. Check his, if you're not following him on Twitter, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Like, it's yeah. good content. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, hold on. Um, they're, they're saying that Gigi Dolan is injured, I guess. But I haven't, I haven't actually seen that confirmed, but maybe it is. Mark Losper saying, if Gigi is injured and that's why they can't do the, the tag title match, then run an injury angle to take her off the show and explain it. Did she get thrown in a dumpster the other day? Like, w- w- that was last week, but uh, but she hasn't wrestled in, in weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm just saying, like, if you get thrown in a in a dumpster. It's bad. It's like okay, a- here we go. Pretty easy. C. Romero says, hey, yo, Team Kalex. Alex, can we get an impression of Vince McMahon putting over CM Punk's feud with MJF? Then how he could have made it better or worse? Uh, okay, well, here we go. This is all of my favorite things. CM, CM Punk's this Maxwell Jacob Firestein. He's a real, he's a real go-getter. He's real good. He's kind of short, though. But I like the punk. I got news for him. And that Maxwell Jacob Firestein. We're gonna bring him in, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna do an angle where uh, um, maybe uh, I don't know. Um, maybe the scarf thing, the scarf that maybe he's always cold. 
So he's got to wear gloves and mittens and a, and a big winter hat all the time because he likes the scarf. That's my idea. Let's go with that. That's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> please put it on TV, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he would call him Maxwell Jacob Firestein. I think he would have absolutely no idea. He'd always forget his name. Um, but he's too short. He's too short. That's he the is. thing. He he'll never actually like those old things. They they could say they're going to sign him for something. They'll never actually use him. Not not in the way that they actually that he deserves to be used because he's just too short. And he's just too like edgy for like they're fighting over scooters and motorcycles. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a little edgier than that. Mm -hmm. Um, JW Pringle says tonight's Tony D's Country Corner is check yes or no by George Strait. Tony D reading the reading the uh, lyrics to Check Yes or No by George Strait. It started way back in third grade. I used to sit behind Emmy Lou Hayes, a pink dress, a matching bow, and a ponytail. She kissed me on the school bus, but she told me not to tell. Next day, I chased around the playground, crossed the monkey bars to the merry-go-round, and Emmy Lou got caught passing me a note. Before the teacher took it, I read what she wrote. Do you love me? Do you want to be my friend? And if you do, well, then don't be afraid to take me by the hand. If you want to, I think this is how love goes. Check yes or no. I checked yes. And I think you'll know what happened after that. So, yeah, they made out in the ring or backstage. <clears throat> Why y'all so horny? <laughs> okay, the the William Regal rap via Zach Barber is um is <laughs> Men in Black, uh, um uh by Will Smith. Uh okay. Uh, and uh, he wants you to do the the, the lady part, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> All right. The good guys dress in black. Remember that, just in case we ever face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So uh, don't blink. Be what was there uh, is now gone. Uh, black suit with the black Ray Bans on. Walk in shadow, move in silence. Guard against the extraterrestrial violence, but yo, we ain't on no government list. We straight don't exist, no names, and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, uh, watch um, your back, because you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh, and uh, <laughs> here come the men in black. Uh, uh, men in black. <laughs> they won't let you remember. That's not what's written in front of me. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I read what's on the prompter. I know. I'm sure you do. Galaxy um, Defenders. Mark Losper says, uh, Regal got bars. Kate has pipes. <laughs> Thank you. That's Something true. like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Billy uh, Royal. Billy Royal. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We're actually going to make this thing out before two two hours so, and one, I, in one second. Like 
I feel like we let people down when that happens. No, no. It's like, listen, eventually there's going to be one of those things where it's, where it's going to be like 142 because nothing happened on the show. How dare you? It's going to happen. Say that. One of those times it's going to happen. Don't you act like we are not going to just push on to the brink every week. <laughs> hey, Kate, tell them where they can find you. Oh, well, you can find me on Fridays doing the AW Rampage Smackdown show normally with Sean. But guess what? It's with Alex this week. So if Team Kalex in the house, you can catch me on Tuesday nights right here doing the NXT post show. You can catch me on Wednesday nights doing the Mark Order podcast at Mark Order Pod. We talk all things all elite. And guess what else? You want more Team Kalex? You're going to get more Team Kalex because we're doing the stand and deliver post show. And we are doing nights one and two of WrestleMania behind the paywall. I'm going to be dressed like Wendy Chu because I'm going to be tired from my morning wrestling. We're going to make it. I don't know how. Alex might. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what's going to happen to Alex. I don't know. You might just pass out on it. I, I may. I may just take a nap during this during the show. Um. All right. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps, like she said, on Friday after Rampage. We'll be talking about SmackDown, which is terrible, and Rampage will probably be pretty good. Um, And then on Mondays and on Fridays, normally I do this, the Sourgraps show reviewing uh, SmackDown and Raw. Uh, where I don't like the shows and I tell you uh, how much they suck and, crucially, also how they could be better. Um, but yeah, also tomorrow night, well, I'll be here with uh, with Sean Rossap talking about AEW Dynamite, which looks like it could be a fun show tomorrow. So, oh, my goodness. We should figure out things to do uh, on the show. We should do... I'm we should do so much more poster board. We're gonna have to yeah. figure out something. Yes, yeah, it's gotta. We gotta make it. We gotta make it good. We gotta make this. This. It's a WrestleMania. It's a. We gotta moments. We gotta have moments. It's, it's gotta be stupendous. It needs to be the most stupendous episode of Kalex of all time. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, maybe we should get Shamrock shakes. I don't know if they'll still be selling them in a week, but if we if we can. I think we should, or we should, maybe we should find a way to make our own. I don't know. All right, everybody. I'm going to find out. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. Shamrock Sham shake. shake. <laughs> Keep cool, Gabagool. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.